everyone. Welcome back to the CanadianGameDevs.com podcast, episode number 130, our fifth episode of 2020. My name's Stephen. Uh, that's with a PH and an A. It's like Stefan, but my dad spelled it wrong, so we just say Stephen. Uh, and I am joined, of course, by the other main dude behind CanadianGameDevs.com, Stephen, with a PH and an E. Thank you for joining us, Stephen. Yo, what up? Uh, if you don't know, CanadianGameDevs.com is a site and podcast covering the Canadian game dev scene in Canada and uh, started in Toronto. Um, we have a Patreon over at Patreon.com slash CanadianGameDevs where you can support us to get early access to this. Mm, I'm going to try that again. We have a patron over at Patreon.com slash CanadianGameDevs where you can back us to get early access to the show, exclusive first looks at interviews with notable indie developers from around the country like Adam Robinson Yu who created... IGF award-winning game nominated. I think it's going to win. Uh, game A Short Hike, which was one of CanadianGameDevs.com's top games of 2019. Uh, and as well as a special access to a channel on our Patreon where you can hang out and talk to us. And we give away games there sometimes. What are the uh, other nominations? Uh, none of them are Canadian, so it doesn't matter. Okay. Uh, a Short Hike needs to win. Then I hope they all fail except for A Short Hike. I don't know if none of them are Canadian. I just guessed. <laughs> but I know <laughs> that I want a short hike to win because it was one of my favorite games of last year. It was my favorite game of last year. But I can tell you right now, the finalists for the IGF 2020, the like the grand prize is called the Seamus McNeely, Sh- Seamus McNeely prize. It's a short hike, Untitled Goose Game, Mutazion, Slay the Spire, Andenine 2, and Aliza. And I'm uh-huh. 99% sure none of those are Canadian. I've heard great things about Slay the Spire. Slay the Spire is really good. It was on Game Pass. It might still be on Game Pass. Yeah, so if you have nice. if you have that, check it out. It's I don't usually like deck building games, but I really like that deck building game. This is a great style. And there's a good um there's a uh, YouTube channel I like called Oh no. It's um Audio Technica does a series called War Stories where they talk to indie developers and they have an interview with the two developers on um Slay the Spire. And uh, they show, like, all, like, the programmer art that was, like, the early art for a lot of it. And it's just Microsoft Paint doodles. And it's so funny. But you essentially see the game working with this, like, really crappy Microsoft Paint art. And that's what they use to, like, playtest it. And, like, is this fun? Do you enjoy what you're doing, even if it looks like garbage? And everyone's like, yeah, this is pretty fun. And then they knew they could, like, you get an artist to make it look good. I spend a lot of time watching video essays on YouTube, Steve. Too much time. I'm just I'm checking at all these people to make sure that they aren't Canadian. I'm pretty sure you're right though, but just want to make sure. But we can but give some love to a short hike. Who who votes on on that? Like is it just it's that a committee? it's a yeah it's a committee that's chosen from like industry famous people. I don't know the uh, the Seamus McNally Grand Prize gets ten thousand uh, dollars oh. for their development. Not bad. Yeah, um, and all the finalists get a thousand dollars. Oh, that doesn't even go. I don't even know if that covers like flying to and going to the conference in San Francisco. No, probably, probably not. not. No. Yeah, that's that's kind of gross. They need to hold it somewhere else. Speaking of game developer conferences somewhere else, let's start with the event, Steve. There you go. Um first up, I want to highlight XP Game Summit has just announced their their first couple speakers uh coming to downtown Toronto uh April, nope. Yep, 8th to 9th. Uh, think of it as a mini GDC, but much more accessible. Uh, Kate Edwards, the executive director of the Global Game Jam and former uh, head of the IGDA. Uh, we got Carl Kalawart, who's the global director for Unity Technologies. That's big. Probably much most of my fam- favorite games from the past like five years are made in Unity. 
You've heard of Unity, Steve? I have. Uh, we got Anya Combs, who's the director of games at Kickstarter. I have backed several games on Kickstarter. Needless to say, XP Game Summit, it's looking pretty hype. Uh, our man Jason, formerly of EGLX, is in the Discord. He's, he's getting speaker recommendations and hanging out, talking to people. So if you want to you know, give him your opinion on the XP Game Developer Summit, maybe pitch him some speakers you'd like to see there, join our Discord. Um, I've pitched a couple of people I would like to see there from Toronto. Um, and yeah, it looks super exciting. They have, um, we, we'd previously talked about how there was going to be like an indie showcase and a couple other things, but they have, uh, they've since, uh, decided to cut out the indie showcase area and career fair. And so it's mainly focused now on the conference with all the speakers and the business lounge with the industry mixer. So there will be speakers, there'll be a mixer and there'll be a lounge to like network. Um, but they've kind of dropped those other two parts of it as is the first year they're running it. They're, they're still figuring out what's going on. Um, supporting partners this year, Interactive Ontario, Unity, the IGDA, Northern Arena. I don't know what that last one is. Um, but yeah, you can get tickets right now and you can apply to volunteers. So if you want to be there, if you're a student who just wants to get in and, uh, and see what's going on, apply to volunteer. Or if you're a speaker and you're like, Hey, I've got a cool talk I want to do, go to xpsummit.ca and you can apply to be a speaker. Northern Arena uh, is like an esports thing here in Toronto. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, other events coming up I want to highlight. Uh, London Game Jam returns for its third year, Friday, March 6th to Sunday, March 8th, at the beautiful Innovation Works in downtown London, Ontario. Go get tickets for that. It's about 50% full. Uh, and the Hand Eye Society's Comics X Games Festival at TCAF which is the Toronto Comics Arts Festival. It's happening May 9th and 10th at the Toronto Reference Library on Young Street. Um, but the Games X Summit will be somewhere close to that, but not there. Um, but yeah, the deadline for submitting your game, I think is like the day we're recording. So if you missed that, sorry. But you can still go and check out a bunch of curated indie games at the summit or at the uh, Toronto Comics Arts Festival. Go check that out. Been, you gonna go, I haven't Steve? been to this one yet. No, I, well, I, actually, I'll try. I haven't been to one. I believe it's like a yearly thing, and I keep every time I see it, uh, I'm like, all right. I feel like every time I know about it, it's too late. Like, uh, like I know about it after the fact. Apparently, this is the eighth time Hand Eye Society has done Comics X Games, and they want to make clear it's not just games about comics, yeah. but that's how they get games into it. Is it's like comics meets games at the Comics Arts Festival. By the way, I'm doing uh, I'm doing a little check on all the. Uh, IGA or IGF uh, like honorable mentions even and mm-hmm. uh, so, so far a short hike is the only Canadian one so a vibrant exploration game set in the wilds of Hawk Peak Provincial Park which has also received a nomination for best game design uh-huh. good work a short hike and if you're interested in more about a short hike check out a hot interview on CanadianGameDevs.com with the creator uh, that was a lot of fun I had a lot of fun doing that um, but yeah, London Game Jam, Toronto Comics Arts Festival, check all that out. Uh, also want to highlight EGLX coming back to Toronto. Uh, tickets aren't on sale yet, but mark your calendars, October 18th to 20th. com will be there, won't we, Steve? We will. Most likely. Yeah. Um, also, Iconotopia, which we've been talking about a little bit. Quote, an event like nothing you've seen before. Discover new things. See the past and future. Educate yourself on upcoming trends. All while having the time of your life. Uh, that's coming to Toronto May 14th to 16th. Tickets are on sale now. There's going to be a trade show. There's going to be a Twitch and Mixer Lab. There's going to be an esports tournament. 
Uh, it's going to be a bunch of featured guests. And yeah, check that out. You can get tickets right now. Um, official sponsors, Boston Pizza. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I, I love me some Boston Pizza. I worked at Boston Pizza for a year, and really? I hated it. Oh, no so doubt. I, wor- I worked at Taco Bell and a Pizza Hut combo, and it was, oh. it was the worst shit ever. My dad worked at a Pizza Hut. Oh, really? Back when they did, like, the – it was the buffet. Um, you, like, ate – which is weird because I've never seen one of those pizza huts like in my life. But like you could go in and like sit down and like get buffet pizza. Yeah, it was uh, so the, there was a lunch buffet uh, where you could basically just pay like eight bucks. And what I used to do at school mm. back in in Guelph, my friend and I, we would go to Boston or uh, to Pizza Hut, pay the eight dollars, which was already pretty cheap for a buffet, and bring Tupperware and just hide food. Into oh the no, Tupperware. Steve! Oh no! It was uh, it was pretty great. I saw a lady at an all-you-can-eat sushi place do that with Tupperware, and I had a lot of respect for her for doing that, but I don't think I could. I'd like to think... Yeah, in my defense, I haven't done it since I was a poor student, and you know... Oh, yeah, like, if you're you're struggling, you know, just snag snag pizza. Exactly. Pizza Hut doesn't need your money. They're They're fine. fine. They're doing plenty. They're fine. fine. They're still around. Reggie Fizame, former... The CEO, I think, or he was like head of like Pizza Hut in the States before jumping over to Nintendo. Was he really? Yeah. And then he like before that, he was like this bike company in Europe. But like go to his Wikipedia page and just look at his career path to Nintendo. It's my favorite succession of companies on any CEO's Wikipedia page I've seen. But yeah, he, he was a big, big, uh, big man at Pizza Hut. He was the senior King- director of national marketing at Pizza Hut. Oh, where, man. Where what he a, launched what a job the Bigfoot title. Pizza and the Big New Yorker. I remember the Big New Yorker. Oh, my God. Were you working for for Reggie? Like, probably, like, at the same time you both worked at Pizza Hut? It's possible. That's amazing. And he, That's and a scoop. He worked for Nintendo later on, and I did not, so. Not yet. There's still time, Steve. Never I say never. Yeah, that's true. There's still a little bit of time. There's a lot of time. Don't, maybe, don't sell yourself short. Maybe you can give me some, a reference. Yeah, he's like, hey, we worked together. You might, you might not remember him, Stephen. I worked at Pizza Hut. But you worked at Pizza Hut. Do you remember? <laughs> What's he doing now? He's uh, just chilling, right? He's just retired. He's going around doing talks at universities and stuff and yeah. probably living in that luxurious Nintendo retirement money. He's older than I thought, actually. He's 58, so I guess it's not, like, crazy. That's a good age to retire. I thought he was, like, in his 40s, but I guess... I wonder if I'll ever Did you see him at the Game Awards with his sunglasses <laughs> walking out on stage <laughs> to so present weird. like the Indie Award or something? That was so weird. I've always pictured Reggie just replaying the the, the 2004 E3 when he comes on and says, "Hi, hey, I'm Reggie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm about kicking asses and taking names." <laughs> I always, I just assume. He <laughs> well, that's all the time we have for today. I have to get back to playing Animal Crossing New Leaf on my Nintendo 3DS. There you go. <laughs> oh man, I'm not checking the rest of these games. Okay, I checked a lot of the games on the on the IGF uh, page, and and not one of them was Canadian except for a short hike. So, damn, that hurts. We I'm gotta sure get a short hike. One. There's gotta be one other Canadian on here. Remember a short hike awesome? needs a W. Yeah. If you're if you're a voter at GDC's IGF Awards and you're listening to this, and you're Canadian, it is your civic duty to vote for a short hike. Makes sense to me. Makes sense to me, too. Um, That's it for a bunch of the events coming up. If you want to know more about any of these events or get tickets or links to the official event rights or sites, go to CanadianDevs.com slash events. Now we're going to move on to the news. There's a lot this week, Steve. People were were tossing stuff. We should do jobs. We should do jobs. Oh, we should do jobs. You're right. If you 
are looking for a job in the Canadian Game Devs community, we have a couple we'd want to highlight for you. First up, Stitch Media is looking for a technical artist and Unity developer. Um, so if you think you could fit either of those roles, go to CanadianGameDevs.com slash jobs. Find those there. Um, Certain Affinity is looking for a gameplay programmer and a lead designer. Those sound like two incredibly cool and fun jobs. How much fun would it be to have a business card that said lead designer? Just whip that out. It's got the Certain Affinity fire symbol on it. Hand that to somebody. I would love to have that business card. You should if you apply want to get a job. Uh, I don't know. Not yet. Maybe in a couple of years. <laughs> Co-op modes hiring. They're not paying for space on our site, but they're looking for a community manager, and that would, that would be like a dream job for me. Maybe someday. Someday, Steve. Once this gets enough, gets big enough, we have a staff, and I can like take a step back, and we're like, got our own little media empire here in Canada. Then we'll take a step back and get a dream job. Sounds perfect. Um, and also Clipwire Games is looking for a lead programmer for mobile games and a 2D mobile game UI artist. If you think you could do either of those or both, I want to pitch them on it, like, hey, pay me double to do both of these. I don't know if that's true, but you can go to our site and check out that job listing. Um, yeah, that's uh, also a minus game designs or just a game designs? A game design. A game. Yeah, a game. That makes sense. A game designs is looking for a Unity 2D C-sharp programmer. Um, if you've used Unity and made a 2D game and are proficient in C-sharp, definitely go check out that game dev job on our site. KanganGameDevs.com slash jobs. There check is, out uh, all of those jobs on the site. There is one more that i got to publish right now. Um, and what's that one? It's Connect Play again. So the Maximum Football guys, which we're going to talk about in a couple, couple minutes. Uh, but they're looking still for a full-time senior Unity developer, full-time Unity game developer, full-time Unity technical animator, and a QA tester as well, which is part-time right now, but full-time during the final. Um, th- those roles, though, are in Peterborough, so you would have to be in Peterborough. He told me that he got mm-hmm. like a lot of people asking about remote and stuff like that, and, and he wants everyone kind of in-house. So It's definitely a lot better. As someone who's worked at a studio, <laughs> it's a lot nicer to work with everyone in the same room. Yeah, I, I work from home on Wednesdays just with the baby and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. and I, I, I love and hate working from home. It's like not the most amazing thing, mm-hmm. but it's convenient. So if you're in Peterborough or can get to Peterborough, check out Canuck Play Game Jobs on our site soon. Now we're going to move on to the news. We have a bunch of people in our Discord throwing stuff at us. Um, the, the first bit of news we want to talk about was that uh, Game XP Summit speakers were announced um some cool people will be talking this year at the first ever xp summit so again go to xp summit.com or .ca that's okay. canadian to check out the speakers and apply to be a speaker or apply to volunteer or just get tickets um next bit of news doug floody's maximum football speaking of canuck play is now available in retail stores how cool is it to work on a game for so long and see it on digital storefronts and then Go into a Walmart and see it on a shelf. I feel like that'd be pretty hype. Yeah. I would be so hyped. I'm so happy for these guys because they really got like a thing going on. Like they just have like a really dedicated fan base that just kind of all these people that hate Madden and are just they want a good football game, not with like a bunch of microtransaction shit and and stuff like that. And I think like there's a place for, you know, someone in uh, like like similar do something similar with like basketball and do something similar with like hockey because like all the EA and 2K ones are just like riddled with microtransactions. Oh, it's disgusting. So I think like this is kind of a 
you know, untapped proof, market. Yeah, exactly. Like these sort of sports games that aren't necessarily they won't have the license, but they could still just you can still just make a you know a basketball game. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to. Yeah, no one NBA. owns basketball. Someone owns NBA, but like you can make a basketball game. Yeah, exactly. And it, even the NHL, EA doesn't have the light, the official like the exclusive rights to NHL, so you can actually make an NHL one if you want to. Oh, man, I would love to see somebody challenge them on that. The only studio I see doing it like semi respectably is Sony San Diego with MLB The Show. Consistently, yeah. I think is the best sports game. Would you agree? I, yeah, I I haven't played an MLB show in quite a long time. I'm more I've always been an NHL person myself. Mm-hmm. I haven't played a Madden game in forever, um, mm-hmm. but I I've heard that like the MLB games are very very good, very tight. But same thing, like you know, you, you buy it's just a lot of microtransaction shit right now. So, mm-hmm. also the annualized part of it really rubs me the wrong way. But I get like why they do it. I think if you're gonna make an annualized, just do it as a service. It's EA's FIFA. Whatever, it's 15 bucks a month, and it just constantly gets updated. It just makes more sense to me, but again, I'm not EA, and I'm sure they make more money doing it this way. But, um, yeah, Doug Flutie's Maximum Football purchase at a Walmart, EB Games, and GameStop near you on PS4 and Xbox One. Congrats to everyone at Canuck Play and the Doug Flutie's Maximum Football team. Next up. Mighty Fight Federation has now launched in e in early access from Comey Games Inc. Slam opponents into walls and launch them into the air and follow up with fast high flying attacks in this brand new arena fighter. We were talking about this last week. This game looks absurd. There's a werewolf wearing sunglasses and a tank top <laughs> that says "Swole for Souls." There's a hype meter above each player's like health bar, so you got to build up hype in this like up to four player arena free for all wrestling game with some absurd characters. Exceptional. It's currently at two years of reviews, both very positive. So I would definitely go check out mighty fight federation on steam. And if you're like me and you're not a big fan of early access, just add it to your wish list, And then when it finally comes out, do it that way. Or how I treated it with some games is it's like a, it's a, it's a cheap pre-order. You get a discount pre-order. You buy it in early access and then you get the final game when it comes out. Those are two I ways. Think of I saw at. too, like they partnered up with Toe Jam and Earl or something like that. Like, Toe- yeah, they're shitting on Toe Jam and Earl because uh, if you, there was a contest where if you reply to the Toe Jam and Earl Twitter with like Mighty Fight's gonna like beat the crap out of you or something, that would enter you to win a contest for the game, which is so funny. Oh man, it's so weird. I know, like, I had no idea Toe, Toe Jam, Jam and Earl, Earl. Is still kind of it's because it's coming back. Isn't there a new game? Yeah, the new game came out. Was it last year or two years ago? They redid it. It was Adult Swim's publishing company. Yeah, Adult Swim wasn't Games, it, I think. Wasn't it also Kickstarter? It might have been because that's like an old. That's like a. Is that like an NES game or SNES game? I played it on Sega Genesis. That's like where. Oh I man, what a great name! There's a Childish Gambino song, and oh my god, I'm gonna mess this up. There's one of his lyrics. That I got because are you familiar with Charles Gambino? This is America. Yeah, yeah. Oh, to- yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, he has this song. Oh, man, what is it? Toe Jam and Earl's from October 1991 on Second Genesis. Bonfire. He, on his first album, Bonfire, he has a lyric that like tripped me up. <laughs> it's like vodka for my ladies, whiskey for a grown man, hanging in the islands looking for Earl like Toe Jam. I was like. Is that a Toe Jam and Earl reference? I had to look it up. And yes, 
Childish Gambino was referencing the Sega Genesis game Toe Jam and Earl, who were trapped on a floating for I- floating island. So like hanging in the islands, looking for Earl like Toe Jam. But like, but then wait, what does Earl mean? Earl sweatshirt who was stuck in a reform school in the Samoan Islands when the song dropped. Wow, I learned something new about this song. That's incredible. Toe Jam and Earl. That box art too. Why did every Sega game's box art look like graph paper? Was that a I know, terrible, I know. terrible it was, design decision? It was so weird. Even like, like they, it's, it seemed like it was always the back, like the the first layer, I guess, and then they would put stuff over top of it. But you could always yeah, like see. it looked like they were planning it out and they just shipped it as that. Yeah. It's oh, like everything. Man. Like if you look at the original Sonic the Hedgehog like box art. Yeah, it's just white graph paper. It's weird. Oh, man, it's gross. The the Toe Jam and Earl box art is black graph paper with, like, white lines on it. That That's a little bit better. So originally, or later on, they'd stop doing it. Yeah, if you look at Sonic and Knuckles, um, I think, like, they had the red border. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, yeah, it's the, and it's so the strip on the left. It. Yeah. Hmm. So they stopped, they stopped it around that time. Um, it's still like the checker box. What a time! What a time! I mean, I was I wasn't alive yet, but I'm sure it was a time. Oh my god! I remember begging, <laughs> begging for Sonic Three, like just die, like just wanting to kill myself if I didn't get Sonic Three. Like I wanted so badly. That's why it's my favorite one because I remember seeing the commercial and it was totally like the commercial got me because you could like snowboard and do all the shit. They made it so cool. Sonic was the cool character. Mario was the slow, fat plumber. No, man. Awesome. Mario's way cooler than Sonic. I remember my mom being like, Steven, this game is like $90. And I'd just be like, but that means it's amazing. <laughs> oh, man. And uh, <sighs> my mom was awesome. So, Shout awesome. out to my mom. Shout out to Steve's mom. Shout out to my mom. Patron. Patron. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm also on a patron. So, yeah. So. yeah. Uh, check out Mighty Fight on Steam. Add to your wish list <laughs> or get it right now in early access. Also, Steve, big hype below from Capybara Games in Toronto oh, is coming to PlayStation man. 4 this spring 2020. This came out um, of nowhere. I, I had like kind of forgotten about it. just kind of dropped it. Um, it was one of my top 10 games of 2018. I never. Uh, number eight, I think, actually. To be fair, I only ever. The most I ever played a below was at E3 when I went. I That's wild. For, played for like 20 minutes. And then when it came out, I think I went to stream it, and and I had like stream issues and just mm-hmm. never went back to it. Damn, because because I think it was on Game Pass when it launched. I got Game Pass to play this game because it launched Game Pass exclusive on console. So yeah. I was like, fuck, I need Game Pass to play it, and I need to play this game. So I made, and that was when they did that promotion where like your first month was a dollar. So I just did that. Yeah, and I don't think it's on Game Pass now. Like. No, it's not because I, I tried to plug it on our Twitter and someone called us out and I was like, oh, it's not on Game Pass anymore. My bad. Oh, you made us look like an idiot. I did make us look like idiots. Just like but how we I'm, told you to wishlist American games last episode. Yeah, two of the four wishlist this games last week weren't actually made in Canada because I'm bad at fact checking. But I can guarantee you 100% of wishlist this this week is Canadian. Uh, but the below PlayStation 4 mode will come with uh, Explore mode. That will allow you experience Below's beautiful and atmospheric world without putting up with the sometimes crushing and tedious difficulty of Below's rogue light formula. Uh, you can see the full list of tweaks on Cappy's website, and this mode will come to all the other platforms, Steam and Xbox, uh, for free as an update. 
I'm very, so I'm do very not excited. fret. What oh, if there's no platinum? What if it's that bullshit ten bronze trophies or something? Oh my god! I was just are you gonna be so bummed, Steve? How are the achievements in in, in it? Achievements? They... It's always you always have to have a thousand gamer score, and I think no, it I know, was. I know. But were they hard though? It was Xbox. It... Oh yeah, they. I only got like two out of ten, and I beat it. Um, uh, below that game uh, is so beautiful, Steven. It's so beautiful. It has ten achievements on Xbox, a thousand gamer score. Um, one percent of people in true achievements oh have achieved a thousand gamer score. Not boding well for you. And if it's only ten achievements, I doubt they'll make a bigger trophy list. So it might only be ten trophies, which wouldn't be a platinum. I I'll still get it because I actually been wanting to play it. I'm kind of building up a nice little wish list of of uh, Canadian games that I I just need to pull the trigger on. Mm-hmm. And, and below might be the kind of. All do. ten achievements are secret, <laughs> and uh, on um on Xbox you can't reveal it, but on PlayStation you can. But on uh, true achievements you can just look at it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, so yeah, check out below. Add it to your PlayStation wish. Is the play the page live? You might be able to add it to your wish list on the browser. Maybe not. I don't know. I mean, I'll look right now, and then you can play the sound if you can. Look right now. I would love to play the sound. I love that sound effect. Shout out to Sebastian. We're gonna be posting about his Global Game Jam submission tomorrow with his team over there at Sheridan. Miracle Cure. It's got like this plague doctor stabbing the shit out of people's arms to let the blood out. Looks wild. They uh, had a lot of fun. Blow is not on the PlayStation Store yet. Damn, can't wish list. There's very few reasons. Oh. Like, there's very few games that kind of show up very, very early though, because there's no reason to. Like on Steam, they have the discussions and all that shit, and you can like it's like a mm-hmm. little community you can start building on the PlayStation mm-hmm. Store. There's there's no there's nothing like that. So like games that you know are coming out eventually, like you know. Unless it's like a big, huge game like The Last of Us Two, like it won't have a store because there's no reason mm-hmm. to do it. Yeah, if Sony's not making a ton of money off it, probably yeah. won't. Exactly. I had no idea the achievements for Below were so brutal though. <sighs> All right. Next up on the news, Pony Island creator. Uh, let me find his name. I don't want to mess it up. Daniel Mullins over in BC has revealed their next game, Inscription, an inky black card-based odyssey. Uh, so if you don't know, Daniel Mullins created a bit of a cult hit game in Pony Island, which came out in 2016. It's a, um, let me find the it's good, good description here, a metafictional game where the player interacts with what appears to be an old arcade cabinet called Pony Island, but things aren't what they seem. Um, so his next game coming out is called Inscription from the creators of Pony Island and the Hex comes the latest mind-melting, self-destructing love letter to video games. Inscription is a narrative-focused, card-based odyssey that blends deck-building roguelike, escape room-style puzzles, and psychological horror into a blood-laced smoothie. I love that description. We've been talking, we've been reading a lot of Steam descriptions lately because of our new wishlist this segment, Mm -hmm. and there's an art to a good game description, Inscription has a good game description. I instantly have an idea about what this game's like from that sentence alone. That's the hallmark of a good game description. Darker still are the secrets inscribed upon the cards. And this game looks looks kind of wild. It looks like um, there's like a hub world kind of thing, and you're you know, like, like an over map, and you're moving through, and then every section is kind of like a, a card battle with somebody. And it's like a first person, like you're looking literally at your, your thumb holding some cards. And, uh, oh man, the art style on this is, is pretty wild. Um, so dark so yeah. and creepy. Pony Island 
on Xbox Game Pass still. I uh, can confirm. So if you are like, I don't know about this. Maybe I'll try the other game. And you have Game Pass, download Pony Island, and then get hyped for Inscription. Coming next year. I don't know if that means 2020 or not. When did this get written? This coming out next year? Oh, geez. Inscription <laughs> won't reveal its full hand until 2021. Okay, yeah. So this is a ways away. We got a teaser. There's a little trailer and then a website. Um, go follow at Daniel Mullins Games on Twitter. Um, check him out over in BC. And yeah, get hyped. I don't know if there's a Steam page. I don't think there is. No, there's a press kit, but that's it. And you can go hang out in their Discord. Ask what's them the, what's the Twitter? Danny... D. Mullins Games. At D. Mullins Games. Um, yeah, I didn't know they had a first game. Because I discovered him through Pony Island. But his first game, The Hex. This looks kind of cool. It's like a bar stool. It's currently $11 on Steam. Oh, nice. The Hex is... A creaky old tavern in a forgotten corner of the video game universe. A storm is raging. An anonymous caller suggests there's a murder plot. Six video game protagonists are the only plausible <laughs> suspects. So a lot of his games seem to be like like super fourth wall breaking. Yeah. Uh, uh, like, like jokes almost about game popular game genres or tropes. Which is something I really appreciate from this. By the way, if you hear what sounds like a baby crying in the background, it's just my baby crying in the background. Mm, makes sense. Not much I can do about that. Um, yeah. Inscription. That's a cool name too. I like it. Game names are hard too. Game names are really hard. It's always like Overwatch, Overcooked, Titanfall, Greedfall. It's always like two words smushed together and it, ne- it never eh. What was that game they announced at the Game Awards like the first PS5 game? It was like Godfall or something. Godhand or, or no, God yeah, yeah, what was it? Godfall, I think you are right on Godfall. Yeah, Godfall. Oh my god. Oh my god. That's the worst name for a game. Like <laughs> do you know how many things have fall? It's in the it's like fall or watch and then just a random noun before it. Like it game looked, names are so dumb now. It looked kind of cool though. It was, was It dumb. did. Oh yeah, no, I love Overwatch and Overcooked and all these games, but their their names are shit. <laughs> they just need a better name. Inscription is a good name. When we make our game, it'll, be it'll a have good a good name. name. It'll have a good name. And someone wants to list. make a game for us. Hit us up. That'd be awesome. I'd be down. We would. We should open a little trophy consulting thing. I would. I would love to do that. I would quit my job right now. <laughs> <laughs> we like. We go to people and you're like, "Hey, you're working on this. We know what they want." If that had any, if that had any, uh, like, chance of being a real job, I would do that in a heartbeat. I am kind of. Uh, I am kind of excited of. Um, Lily Mo Games upcoming game, which is based off like the Colin Moriarty podcast, because he's a big trophy person. Mm-hmm. And I'm well, Hybroxia was yeah. that it? Uh, Hybroxia yeah. was the previous game. This this oh, okay. new one's like Sacred Symbols, like game. I forget what what they're actually calling it. Um, mm. But but he's but Colin is a big like trophy person, so I'm interested mm-hmm. to see like what the trophy man. Can you imagine are. if the trophy list sucked? You couldn't oh, live that down. I know, right? It's like three bronze or something. He already has enough people hating on him. Now he can oh, get man. all the people that actually like him to hate on him, too. <laughs> oh, man. All right. I'm going to roll these next two news items into Wishlist This. For those of you who don't know, Wishlist This is a weekly segment on the KingGameups.com podcast where I, Stephen, with a PHN and A, highlight three upcoming Canadian 
this time they're actually Canadian, games that you can wishlist <laughs> during the show. I was inspired by uh, Brett and Steven's frequent wishlisting of games during the show, and then Sebastian gave us a little jingle that I play when someone adds it to their wishlist. Um, and this week, I have three upcoming games. Soon. Soon games. You can wishlist these and play them within a month. Okay, Steve? Sounds good. First one, Project Ether. Ether, Aether? I'm bad at pronouncing things. I'm going to say Ether, but it's, I feel like it's Ether should be spelled A E T H E R. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't have the answer for you. I'm well, just regardless. Are <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sleepy Spider Studios have announced a twin stick shooter, Project Ether colon, First Contact, releasing on Steam February 24th. Also available is a free demo. Games used to have to have free demos on Xbox Live, and I used to play those demos to find out if I wanted to play the game, and they got rid of all that. Switch is kind of bringing it back a bit. Um, a lot of games on there have free demos, but I wish demos came back, so shout out to Sleepy Spire Studios. Nothing wrong with just giving a demo, letting people try it. Yeah. Um, add it to your Steam wish list to get a notification when it comes out February 24th. Is that full release, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh... Yeah, yeah, plan to release. Oh, yeah, plan release. February 24th. Yeah, yeah, full release. Amazing. As and a threat from beyond looms over the solar system, take control of the Ether prototype in this rhythmic and tactical space shooter, fusing classic arcade style action with stunning 3D environments and an engaging sci fi story. How's that, Steve? I love it. Is it on? I've already wish, wish, wish listed in the past, so. Oh. Oh, so can, well, I'll just play the thing anyway. Yeah, can you somehow play it like in the past? I don't know. Uh, no, I'll play it right there. <laughs> uh, next up, Lumote is launching February 20th. Very soon. That is very soon, Steve. That is within 10 days. Nope, 11 days. Probably 10 days when you're listening to this. Less than 10 <laughs> days. Play as Lumote, a squishy, biolumescent creature on a quest to overthrow the Master Moat. Possess, jump, and think your way through this beautiful 3D puzzle platformer with vivid visuals and quirky characters. I'm looking at this game, and as someone who does marketing and spends a lot of time looking at marketing for games, people throw, like to throw around buzzwords like that. But this game does look beautiful. I think vivid visuals is apt, an apt description of this game. And its character does look quirky. It doesn't really have like a face. It's like a little four or five armed like tentacle thing. I'm down with all the colors and stuff. It looks dope. Yeah, it does look very polished. <clears throat> this frame rate looks high, but it's also a trailer. I can't tell what kind of like puzzle game is it. Like, are you moving this? It's like a platforming game? puzzler. It looks like. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, the- it's giving me like mm, I don't know what the right vibe is. You got a little flower it's- in there when you kind of like complete a section. It's sort of like yeah, and then you move to a new section. Yeah, it it looks. Not like it's not like grid based, like you don't snap to spaces, you sort of free roam. But yeah, oh, sponsored by Creative BC, the province of British Columbia. Check out discord.gg slash lumote to get more involved in their community and add to your wish list. Steve, is it? I did. It's on the wish list. It is. Lastly, (laughs) on wish list this this week, I want to highlight for you Broomstick League. When you first showed me this game, I said, Oh. It's knockoff Quidditch. And you said, yeah, that sounds about right. But we will be doing a disservice to Broomstick League. Equipped with a broomstick and a wand and nerves of steel, players must hone 
their flying skills and use magic to dodge enemies, defend their goal, and pull off incredible plays in Broomstick League. Soar high through the magical arenas as you try to outscore the competition and gain victory over your opponents. Opponents. Broomstick League is coming to early access February 20th, and it does kind of look like Quidditch, but better. It's, I played it's this one Quidditch. EA... What was the EA Quidditch game? I played... It came... I think it came in a box of cereal, to be honest. <laughs> what? Quidditch. But, like, it was all the national... T- it was Harry Potter Quidditch World Cup. Developed by Electronic Arts. Oh, my released God. Released for the PS2, Xbox, oh, GameCube, we, Game Boy yeah, Advance, we, and Microsoft Windows. I think we talked about this, actually. And it was nominated for the VGX Award for Best Game Based on a Movie or TV Show in 2003. Do you remember the VGX Awards? Like, the, like you got turned into... Oh my God! Madden won anyway. the very first Madden ninety or Madden two thousand four, I think, won the the very first one. Like That's crazy. First. And then everyone That's was like, crazy. "Oh, it's like we don't take this seriously." I see. <laughs> but anyway, I played a lot of Harry Potter colon Quidditch World Cup because it had all the different. You could play like as all the different um, houses at Hogwarts, and then you could go and do like all the national teams. So there's like South Korea, Russia, Canada. No, was there a Canadian team? There's still a website for this game. You can go to ea.com slash Harry Potter Quidditch World Cup. Oh, my what? God. Master six different Quidditch challenges around Hogwarts. Take control of international teams in pursuit of the greatest Quidditch prize of all, the Quidditch World Cup. Play as the best Quidditch teams in the world, each with its own distinct playing style. USA, England, France, Germany, Japan, Spain, Australia, Bulgaria... Bulgaria featuring featuring Victor Crumb. You remember Crumb from the games? He did the arm thing, and he was like Crumb, and everyone else in the in the room was like Crumb, and everyone hated him except what's her face liked him. Oh, what was her uh, name? Hermione. Yes, because I remember. Oh man, that was good. Anyway, all that to say, Broomstick League looks a lot like Quidditch World Cup, the PC game I played a lot as a kid, but it's coming to Steam in a week and a little bit more. And you can check it out. Add it to your wish list. You gonna put that on your wish list, Steve? I am. I'm gonna add it right now. Excellent. While I'm doing I'm gonna that, put it actually, on my I'm wish list add, too. Uh, I'm gonna add Citadel to my wish list too. Although I'm, I will didn't you see a physical copy the other day? I saw. I've seen a couple of physical copies now. I keep meaning to look on. Like I, you should get one. A, I know. I should. I do want to play the game. Um, again, it's just, like I have a building list of Canadian games that are just. Mm-hmm. Sort of like because right now I'm I'm in a very like kind of throwback mode like just playing mm-hmm. games that I already have I'm not trying to buy new games or at least pay like full price for games, um, so I'm kind of so I'm just building a list of the games I will buy once I'm kind of done with all the old games. Man, this 2003 video Spike Video Game Awards <laughs> list is so weird. Game of the Year was oh, Madden man. NFL 2004. What a joke. Best game based on a movie, which Harry Potter Quidditch World Cup was nominated for, was Enter the Matrix, which was an awful, awful, awful game. Oh, man. Um, Halo 2 is most anticipated. That's crazy. Best handheld game was Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell. Okay. Probably. That's I didn't play it, but I would rather play those than any of these other. Actually, I'd probably play... Quidditch World Cup over Best that. fantasy game was Star Wars Nice and Old Republic. Oh, well, yeah. So, I mean, so there you go. At least they got... Best action game was True Crime Streets of LA, which was also not that great of a game. Which ones? Uh, True Crime Streets of LA. I've never heard of that game. 
It was like um, you played as a so it was it was shortly after like GTA three because when GTA three came out, right? Everyone was like, "Oh shit, we got to make these open world games." And so, True Crime Streets of LA, you played a cop, but you had like a morality thing. It was just very like repetitive and shitty. But they also like recreated LA, so they got a lot of um, got a lot of like I guess I don't want to say free press. What am I trying? They they got like some some hype, hype, I guess. Yeah, some hype for like the game, but the game itself wasn't that great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dead or mm-hmm. Alive Extreme Beach Volleyball was best animation. Oh no! <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure they spent a lot of time on that animation. <laughs> oh my god! I'm sure there were a lot of late nights. Best performance by a human. What does that even mean? <laughs> Why Can did you separate robot performances? I guess. Oh uh, yeah, some of these games are. I remember watching this because I was so excited, and then Madden NFL 2004 was the game of the year over. Grand Theft Auto Vice City, Legend of Zelda Wind Waker, SOCOM 2. What? What? <laughs> Tom what? Splinter Cell, like... They gave it to Madden over Wind Waker? That's what I mean, man. Like, everyone... That's this, disgusting. I remember, like, being on the GameFAQs forum, talking about this, this award, and just everyone instantly was just like, oh, this isn't serious. Oh, <laughs> my God. Next year, they kind over of redeemed Over Wind themselves. Waker? Yeah, next year, they the year after, they redeemed themselves. Grand Theft Auto San Andreas won Game of the Year. Chronicles of Riddick uh, came from Butcher Bay, won Best Game on a Movie, which was really good. Mm. Um, Mortal Kombat Deception, Halo 2 won award. Half-Life 2 won some awards. Nintendo Man. DS was the best technology. Man. Over so Wind kind of, Waker? Yeah, man. Look at the look at the 2003 Spike Video Game Award. Oh, look at the Spike Video Game Award like wiki. What a joke! And you can see how just like bad it was. Oh man. Anyway, that's it for wishlist. This <laughs> add Brimstick League, Lamote, and Project E3 to your Steam wishlist to get notifications when those all become available. <sighs> now let's talk about what we've been playing, Steve. Uh, I'm gonna go first. I recently beat Catherine Full Body on PS4. Um, I got it. On Black Friday last year, because they did a bunch of those Atlas games are on sale. So I got the Persona Dancing Games, Catherine Full Body, and yeah, for like, they were like 30 or 40% off. Yeah. Uh, and I've always been interested in Catherine from actually hearing it about it back on Podcast Beyond way back when it came out on PS3. Um, and actually, speaking of Colin Moriarty, he was hyping it up as like a game talking about like relationships in like a bigger budget game, which is something they don't usually tackle as yeah. a, a subject matter. And that always really interested me, so I always wanted to try it. And this sale was an opportunity to do that. I played through with my girlfriend. Um, we both sort of tried to play the choices like we thought Vincent, the main character, would. Um, whereas, like, I know some people of my friends who play it, they play through, like, how would I do it if I was Vincent? But I was like, no, how do I understand Vincent, this main character, at the start of the game? And how would, do I think he would want this to play out? So, for those who don't know... Vincent is a man in 30s in a long-time relationship with his girlfriend, Catherine, with a K. Um, she thinks she's pregnant. Um, her parents are coming to town. They want to know about what's going on. And she's like, hey, should we try and get married? Um, at the same time, Vincent meets a girl named Catherine with a C, because that's how absurd this game is, and <laughs> begins to like question whether he wants to be with Catherine with a K. And then in this remaster, they've added a new Catherine, which is Rin, or Catherine with a Q-U-A, absurdity times three. And so you play through this game, um, and every night you have a nightmare where you're trying to scale. It's like a, it's, it's not Qbert. What's the type of puzzle? It's like you pull blocks out of a wall and like to climb up, and it's like spatial solving. 
and uh, to get to the top and like escape this nightmare. And the nightmare is always like some monster in your daily life. So it's like a wedding dress or a baby or something you're, <laughs> you're struggling with. And oh my God. yeah, you, you play through and like, as you complete different levels, you get these like almost personality questions um, that are like, if you, if your friend, oh, like these, all these questions, all these questions are kind of relationship based. Like, would you rather be safe and secure for the rest of your life or live with risk of something, but something exciting could happen or something you're like, yes or no. And you pull different strings. And that's sort of, that's how the, the path is determined, determined through the game. And so I tried to play it to pick it so that he would, you know, avoid temptation and like stay with Catherine and, and like, cause he, he, and there's these flashbacks and you can see like, he really loves Catherine and like they have a connection. It's like since high school. And so like, that's how I played it with him. And I, I got that ending, but apparently there's like four, five or six different endings, um, slight variations on a couple. And then the main three of like, you're with Catherine with a K C or Q. Um, and yeah, it's, it was, oh man, there's so much fan service. And for those who don't know, fan service is like in a lot of anime and JRPGs where it's just like, the camera holds on the chest for like 10 seconds unnecessarily yeah. or like oh, some, of, some of the lines in that game are oh, so, so, so absurd. But despite all that, I think it was a really interesting game and I, I really had a lot of fun with it and especially playing through with my girlfriend. I think we really enjoyed like we didn't take it too seriously. And I think that's how you kind of got to play that game. And we were pretty happy with the ending we got and I would definitely recommend it, checking it out. I don't know if have you ever played Catherine, Steve. No, I haven't. I have a friend at work who really digs the game and is actually just playing through it again as well. And um, I, I don't know. It's it's not something that's super that I'm super like driven to play at mm-hmm. all. Really, um, I don't know. I, I've heard. Yeah, I thought it was Qbert levels, but it sounds like you're kind of talking about Pushmo. The I don't know. Kind of yeah. yeah. I haven't played Pushmo, but oh. it's not Qbert because you can actually like move the the pieces and. Right, yeah. Stuff. So that was like push push mode was great by the way. If you have like a Wii U or a three DS or I something, do have a Wii U. There you go. Grab Pushmo because it's such a great I saw a thing on Kotaku actually about how it's time for another Pushmo game and I agree. Um so I don't know, I've I've heard a lot of great things about Catherine. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe I'll pick it up someday, but there's other things that I that are way ahead of it, to be fair. If we're ever big, in like, the same space, I could lend it to you. Oh, there you go. Yeah, well, it, I got the PS4. You can come copy. to uh, EGLX. Yes, we should do that, and I'll bring it, and you can borrow it, and then I'll borrow a game from you. All right, sounds fair. Hell yeah! So yeah, I played Catherine this week. How about you, Steve? What have you been playing? Um, I platinum Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. I don't know. It's Dragon Balls Kakarot, yeah. actually. Dragon Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Um, no, do you remember the big joke when Dragon Ball Fighter Z came out, and they were like, "How do you pronounce it?" And no, they're like, "No, it's Fighters." Like Namkai Bando is Namco Bandai was actually like, no, it's fighters, but the Z's capitalized. And then they're like, wait, so why isn't it balls? And they're like, no, it's just for the fighting game. You pronounce it fighters. <laughs> really? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um, it's, it's fun. It certainly like was kind of getting a little like stale by the end of it for me. Um, but it was like 50 mm-hmm. hours in, so it's kind of understandable, but, um, I, I really dig it. I'm excited for the DLC. Uh, mm-hmm. But what I did do is I went to, you know, I was just mentioning about how I'm not playing many games, but I meant more so buying full price or expensive games. I went to some local retro shops, picked up some PS3 games, specifically mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed Brotherhood and Grand Theft Auto 4, because I want to um, 
basically just improve my trophy percentage because I'm getting tired mm-hmm. of seeing all these one percent. Do you system. have those save files like on your PS Plus? So, I do for some of them. So, like when I re-download like Battlefield Three and and uh, Hitman and some other ones, I yeah, I have the save file from like 2012 or whatever. Oh man, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood I played on my friend's like PS3 very quickly, and then just he synced, and then we realized it was like my account. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. So I never actually like had the game, um, but I'm ex- I was excited to kind of dive into Assassin's Creed. That wasn't like you know this eighty hour like Witcher bullshit thing. It's just like a very condensed like smaller game, which is weird because I'm sure at the time it wasn't really called that. But mm-hmm. uh, it's pretty sweet. But then I also remember just climbing in those old Assassin's Creed games is just so brutal. Like <laughs> you'll randomly just jump off the side of the building and stuff like that. It's really annoying. Yeah, it's a bit of a meme. Um, but it's kind of nice to just like get a little bit of a throwback. Uh, I'm excited to dive into Grand Theft Auto 4, but I've also been playing Luigi's Mansion uh, 3 on Switch because I'm trying to clear out some games to trade in for the Animal Crossing th- uh, Switch that I pre ordered. So. Steve, did you hear there might be microtransactions? I in I wouldn't be surprised. I really hope not, <sighs> but I wouldn't. It wouldn't. Uh. It's like the perfect like. It's like the perfect Nintendo game to get microtransactions, though. That's I'm going to say it right here on the record. If they put microtransactions in Animal Crossing Switch, I will sell my Switch and not buy the game. Whoa. I am so done with microtransaction bullshit. If they put any shop, whether you buy bells or time skips or anything, I'm not playing that game. But, so wait, that you'll, would sell ruin, your, you'll sell I'll your take the limited Switch? edition. Yeah, because I can guarantee I'll flip that for like a two or $100 profit and I'm not buying that game. I am willing this is my this is my hill. I'm willing to die on Steve. I'm oh so God. fucking done with microtransactions. And Animal Crossing is such a pure experience. If they put like time savers or you can buy bells with like real money to like buy shit in the game. That I'm I'm out. I'm not playing that game. Wow. They're already doing yeah. some weird stuff with the saves and all that shit. It's kind of the the save stuff they've always done weird stuff with the saves like you were telling me about the GameCube one where you could only have one town on a console and like different people live there right well so it was to the it was to the memory card so I I had never played I, the only Animal Crossing I've played before was on 3ds so my wife mm-hmm. was telling me about how I guess the islands were saved to the memory card so you would only have like one island per memory card but what she was telling mm-hmm. me is they would have different memory cards so you'd put one in. You would buy, you would get all the fruits and shit, and then I guess you could transfer it somehow to, or like send it to your friend or something like that. So they would just kind of go back, 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 uh, back and forth between islands, and mm-hmm. just sell fruit and stuff. And then they would wipe out the memory card for one of them and just restart. Something along those lines. I don't really know. I'm just excited to kind of play it, but I would, I would actually assume that it has microtransactions to be perfectly honest. But like, like, I would be okay with DLC. A little bit, because they've done that with Zelda. And well, what if what if the microtransactions are like are like cosmetic shit? Like, like no, pop. because the whole point of the <laughs> Animal Crossing experience is everything's in this game for for what is it? Almost it's over fifteen years now. That has been Animal Crossing. I buy the game. Also, Jim Sterling quote. I love Jim Sterling. If you pay seventy nine ninety nine for a game. There should be no microtransactions in that game. You've given a company 80 plus tax for a game. And if they expect to milk you for more, 
that's disgusting. I'm I'm not doing that. If Nintendo wants to charge for bells or cosmetics or limited time of like things, I'm not playing that game. And I hope they they break down what like if these are actual microtransactions in the games and the review embargo like within a week or two like people break out how the microtransaction works. I will not play that game. I'm willing so, to go on the record right now. So what if it has DLC though? Like what if it has If it has DLC where it's like, hey, there's a new island and Tortimer's there and some other Animal Crossing characters, I'm like, okay, that's new content you made. I'll pay for that. I bought the Zelda DLC and I liked it. Um I can do that. Yeah, like what, what if microtransactions? They throw Nintendo? Yeah, yeah. Okay. No. Yeah. And I'm still iffy with DLC. It's, it's hit or, there's some good DLC, some bad DLC. The micro mic, Microsoft. The Mario Kart eight Wii U DLC was essentially another half of the game in terms of content. It was like four grand prix. Yeah, it was like twelve dollars or something. 20 bucks. Yeah, Crazy. <laughs> that was the best value for DLC I've ever seen. Because like you can do DLC well like that. But if Animal Crossing wants to like you can do one ninety nine for ten thousand bells, nine ninety nine for twenty thousand bells, or ninety nine ninety nine for a hundred thousand bells, no, I'm not playing that game. I don't think it'll be the bells. I think it'll be things that you can get. But that's Again, not Animal Crossing. No, I know. I'm not saying. I'm not. <laughs> but you think that's how they'll do it? I think that's how they'll do it. I just that would upset uh, me so much because they already butchered it with Pocket Camp. I played Pocket Camp for like a week or two every day, and I just couldn't do. Is that the mobile the, one? Yeah. So what about what, did you play the what was the house building or decorating home 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 uh home happy home designer. Yeah, did that um, have any microtransactions? I did play it. It had no microtransactions, but it w- it was pretty fun. It was it was but it was 3DS pricing, so it was like 39.99 hmm. or 49.99 in Canadian. Um and yeah, it was like if all you love about Animal Crossing is just making really really cute homes and themed rooms and like getting it judged from like the the other people in the town and stuff, that is essentially just a blown out version of that mechanic. Um so yeah, I think it it met it met a, it met a need and and I liked it. I didn't play a whole lot of it, but um, yeah, I, I really hope they don't butcher it with Animal Crossing. I mean, we'll see. We're we're what we're we're six we're, weeks away. Six less weeks than away, six weeks. T minus six weeks to Animal Crossing Switch. I'm very excited. Me too. Um, Which is why I'd be so bummed if they they tried to pull anything on me. Oh my god! I'm looking at your trophies, and you, it's just all Sly Cooper shit. I love Sly Cooper. I got <laughs> Sly Cooper Trilogy when it came to PS3. Got all the Platinums. Then the it came Vita. to PS Vita. I got again. Got all the Platinums. It was, we were on a trip. We went to Europe or something. So we had a lot of time where we were just traveling and I would play it on the Vita. Um, the other thing that I picked up this week uh, was uh, the Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 on Switch. Because uh, I found it for 60 bucks, which I feel like is the cheapest. Oh, it's pretty good. Yeah, and um, I've, so I'm only like an hour into it, but I was just really feeling a beat em up, and I'm kind of a sucker for Marvel stuff. Mm. Like, like I was, I think I was telling you this earlier, but Marvel movies are like really the only movies that I care to see nowadays. Like, I don't Steve, really, Steve. I don't really go see things. Like, I just love the MCU and superhero. Go movies. see Parasite. No, I, I wait. The Oscars it. are happening right now. Did Parasite win? I don't know. No, is oh, that for best? I can tell you right now, I will never see Parasite ever in my life. What? I'll read, the, I'll read the Wikipedia article right now. Yeah, read the Wikipedia. It's really good. I love Parasite. Usually, that makes people mad when I say that because there's like really famous films that I've never seen, like um, mm-hmm. Fight Club and all this stuff that I've never actually seen, but I know what happens because 
people just won't show up about them. And I'm like, all right, what, what happened? I just know what happens. Cause I've like <laughs> seen the Simpsons. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm not a big movie person, but I'm a big Marvel person. So I was feeling beat up Marvel. I've been eyeing this game for a while. So I, I picked it up and it's fun, I, but I'm only like an hour into it. So I'm excited to kind of, the, the hope is that I can really crush Marvel and Luigi's Mansion three and trade those in towards, uh, the switch. Cause there's like bonuses towards the, are you the playing, um, Luigi's Mansion with anybody like with no, the multiplayer just, mode? No, I'm just playing no, just solo. It's very hard for Heather and I to co-op with with baby because one of us kind of has to make sure the baby doesn't die at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, that, that's a part of it. Yeah. So, hmm. um, and that's kind of that's kind of what I've been what I've been playing. So I got the I got some. I was look I was really looking at my I was looking at my trophies. And I was really happy because there was a lot of high percentages and stuff. And the Assassin's Creed Brotherhood kind of ruined that. But, hmm. um, yeah, I'm I'm excited to kind of play all the things that I've been playing. But. All right. I think that's it for this episode. You good? You got go. anything else you want to plug? Uh, no, just go to CanadianGameDesk.com, Patreon, uh, yeah. .com slash CanadianGameDesk, how we are funded and all that stuff. Um, that's it. That's really, yeah. Animal Crossing is going to have DLC. Get used to that. But I'm okay with DLC. If microtransactions? Or microtransactions? I'm, <sighs> I would be <laughs> so sad. That would, that would be so, because that's like my game for this year. That's what I want. I want to ask. I want to ask Heather how she would feel if it has microtransactions. I know she hates that shit too, but she's stoked for my, for Animal Crossing as well. I'm so excited, and if they did it, I would. It would hurt me so much. But that is, that is the hill I'm willing to die on. Yeah. All right. Well, I I oh, don't man, think you would it. actually sell your Switch though. That's the thing. Well, you don't mean I your would. Main no, Switch. I would. You don't mean your main Switch. Like you just mean no. Animal Crossing I would sell the Animal Crossing one. Yeah. But would you buy Nintendo shit? Like what? What's the next Nintendo game coming out? Oh, uh, probably the new Breath of the Wild sequel. Yeah, so would you buy that? God, if they put microtransactions into that, it's really just over for Nintendo. No, I don't think they would do... Zelda's like a... Uh, like Zelda, Mario, those are like DLC things. Like Mario is like all the cosmetic shit, like all the costumes. Didn't they add costumes to that? I don't think they are paid. For yeah, but it was all free updates. And yeah, like yeah, Luigi's no. Balloon World was a free update. It was all free. But I could see... I like. I just see Animal Crossing having microtransactions. It's like God. really the only Nintendo pl- game that really makes sense. You can't do it in Metroid or in Mario Kart or any of that shit. Like, oh my god, that would hurt me so much. It's the only game where you like are just constantly collecting shit. No, they could do it with Pokemon, and they don't. They do DLC because well, you could buy so many cosmetics in Pokemon. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, okay, true. Fire Emblem good. has cosmetics. They don't do it in that, but those are both like not Nintendo owned in quotes because like intelligent systems is like partnered and then the pokemon company is like partnered so i like, thought fire emblem was still nintendo technically they just no it's in, it's intelligent systems so they have like a partnership but oh i didn't know that so second yeah. party technically. as far as like as far as like stuff like nintendo owns owns they haven't really done any microtransactions really oh yeah closely affiliated i had no idea i thought they were like yeah, it's like the Pokemon Company where they've just been like working with them since the start. Hmm, interesting. By the way, what I d- also what I did was I re-downloaded Mario Kart on iPhone because a friend at work told me that, it, that he's been playing and it was good, and it's not good. It's still awful. Yeah, it's still it's still just it's so garbage. Bad. It's just everything about it so bad. All right, that's it for episode number 130 of the Game podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to help us keep the site running and covering the Canadian game dev scene, you can support us over on Patreon.com/slash Game Devs. 
where backing us will get you early access to this show, a special channel on our Discord, exclusive early access to interviews and features on their site, like our interview with Adam Robinson's You Creative of IGF nominated A Short Hike, as well as our Undying Gratitude. Uh, here at the end of the show, we'd like to thank our top patrons. Uh, so a big shout out to Aaron McLeod, Cody Cormier, Elizabeth Avery, thanks mom, Hanel, Jean Leggett, <laughs> Jeff Shepstone, Jeffrey Canham, Graph Metal, Kai Hutchins, M5 Games, Nav from Academy of Games, Pixelnauts underscore Alex, check out Orbital Terminal Velocity on Steam, Slaughter Neko. Thank you so much for all your support. Really appreciate it. You guys help and gals keep the site on and us doing this, covering the scene. Thank you for joining me, Steven. It's been a great night. I talked fast. I stumbled a little bit. I think I, I tripped up a couple, a couple words, but but you, you bore with me through it all. That's all right. You did good. Thank Proud you. of you, little guy. Thank you. We're, we're, we're doing it. I'm having a lot of fun. Our Discord's hopping. I'm having a lot of fun there. I check it at work like every couple hours. And it gives me a little, little, little break in my day. You know, Join us yeah. on our Discord. Yeah, it's good. Where can people we, find you on Twitter? Uh, Stephen L. Crane on Twitter. And Isn't it like Stephen L. Crane 8 or something? Is it? Is it? No, it's not. Is it? I think my Instagram is Stephen L. Crane 8. I think okay, that's probably where I got it from. Yeah, you're right. It's Stephen L. Crane and then Instagram's yeah. the other one. I remember like when I first started my Twitter, it was Steve MF Crane. Um, cause for, <laughs> that's for some, for some stupid reason, my nickname was Steve motherfucking Crane, but I like that. I was, then I was like, ah, people are going to look that up. And my mom was going to see my Twitter and job people. So I changed it. It's been Steve huh. Crane ever since I'm pretty sure. Um, but you go to Canadian That's where I, that's where I really want you to go. Don't worry about my Instagram. It's just my baby it, anyway. So your baby's pretty cute. It's got a controller. Oh, but I thought you didn't like babies. I don't like babies. I can appreciate babies from a distance, but you put a baby in front of me, I'll hold it for a couple minutes, but I, I really don't need any of that. <laughs> like time it for one minute? Yeah, like I'll hold it for a bit. As soon as it makes a noise, take it back. That's <laughs> just all I got. Uh, oh, my God. I'm anywho. seeing this Celeste uh, memory you posted. Yeah, that level took me so long, and I finally beat it, and I was like, this game is the best game, best platformer I've ever played. Celeste. Check it out. PS4, Xbox One, Epic Game Store, Steam, everywhere. Uh, and my name's Steven. You can find me on Twitter at S-T-E-P-H-A-N-R-E-I-L-O-I, but just go to KingGameDevs.com and our Patreon to help us keep all this going. That's it for episode 130. Thanks for listening, everybody. Really appreciate it, and we'll talk to you next week. See ya. Goodbye. sound very rushed are you okay i'm gonna be honest with you steve um my friend chris just moved here this week and we went out and got a whole bunch of drinks today and we played a bunch of free escape rooms so having a great day